Thank you, thank you. We're going to jump into the tithes and offerings real quick. And uh, yeah, amen. When you under, it's actually what we're talking about tonight. When you understand what tithes and offerings actually does, you can get excited about it. You're not just giving away money. That's not it. That's actually, actually, if you're just giving away money, don't do it. Um, that's, that's not what you want to be doing. You want to see what God has planned and what God has desired. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. Now, if you're in here and you don't have an envelope, just raise your hand and get one. Even if you didn't come prepared to give, that can be what you give, even if you weren't prepared. So if you don't have an envelope, just raise your hand and they will bring one to you. And if you are online, you can go to givebc.org. It has everything that you uh, want as far as giving. We've made it very simple for you, made it easy for you. You can give on Facebook, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, text to give, give one time, give multiple times, made it real. There's all the different, give cryptocurrency. You can give cryptocurrency and uh, glory to God. And I've had multiple pastors say, do you seriously have cryptocurrency to give? I was like, yeah. They're like, we got to get on the stick. <laughs> and we, I was like, well, amen. If you, and if you take it, it's so easy. You take your, your phone and you just zap that little code up there, take a picture of it and there'll be a link and you hit that, it'll take you to the page. So uh, we tried to make it simple. Everybody likes giving different ways. It's amazing how many different ways to give. Yeah, and you know what? This is technology. You can actually write a check and still give by check today and put it in the envelope and drop it in the basket. It's the most amazing thing. It's crazy. I know. All right. So last night, last night, we were talking about prepared to give. Prepared. We were prepared to receive. Do you remember I said, like if you looked at a set of, of balances, uh, God would say, hey, I want you to do something. And we would see what that that action would cost us. We'd look at that action and go, ah, yeah, yeah, that weighs too much. It's too heavy. But instead, what we need to be looking at is, why is God preparing us? You know, does God prepare little things? Does God do small things? No, God does big things. And if God said, I want you to prepare for something, which means I've got to get something ready. It's going to cost me. It's going to take me some time, some effort, some resources. The issue is if he's preparing us, what it's going to cost us is not going to be anything to what the harvest is, what he's pouring out. And, and so when you bring that now, bring that thinking into tithes and offerings. When he, when he prompts your spirit to give something, is it because he's about to go broke in heaven? Like God needs it or else, you know, I know some preachers have gotten on TV and I know they're like, if you don't give, we're going off TV. Well, you just told me the reason not to give because you don't know anything about keeping your doors open and you think the people are your source. I ain't planting into that ground. I, that's compulsion given that God says don't do, right? 
No, we're not about to go down. It's not that God needs it. It's not that, it's not that, that we need it. God will supply even if you don't do it. He'll send somebody by. We've had people come by the church at times and stuff an envelope through the door. We come in and it's like, what's that? Oh, offerings. <laughs> you know, God's done, God's had people do stuff. We didn't even know who it was. Just anonymous. I love anonymous. I'm, I'm real good friends with Anonymous, just, just giving Anonymous. Glory to God. Lord, bless Anonymous in Jesus' name. Bless Anonymous. I, I don't mind Anonymous at all. I like him a lot. Him or her, because I don't know. Anonymous. Bless Anonymous. And, but one of the things that you see is, is God asking something of you because he needs it? Is he asking because he needs it? Huh? No, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. Why would he then, now think about this, God's a big-hearted God. He loves you with an everlasting love. Why then is God, why is God asking you for something? Why is he asking you for something? He wants for you to get seed in the ground so that you can have a supernatural harvest. He's saying Hey, sow this into me because I'm preparing a harvest for you. And, and we ought to see, if God's asking us for some kind of seed, oh my goodness, what kind of harvest does he have? Just natural, you know, just natural seed. We've talked about it multiple times. You plant one corn seed and you'll get out of that several ears of corn, hundreds of, of kernels on each ear of corn. Multiplied, it's like you take one corn seed, it's multiplied like 600 times. That's natural earth, natural world, physical world. That's not even a supernatural multiplication. What is God wanting to do? God's wanting to do something big. But so many times God will say, all right, now, I want, you to, I want you to give something to me. And we'll go, oh, but do you know what I have left? Do you know what I have in the bank account? That's got to last me for whatever, right? One day, and some of you have heard this testimony before, but it's a great one. One day I was at a meeting, the guy that was preaching and and I was sitting there, I was like, I don't even know if I like this guy preaching. I'm, I'm not even sure if I like him or not. And uh, we got to the end, they took up the offering. And I think we had somewhere like, I think it was like $315 in the bank. And, and I needed to make a bill payment at the end of the week. This was like Monday or Tuesday night. And I needed to make a bill payment at the end of the week. And... Uh, all of a sudden, the Lord says, I want you to sow into this man. I'm like, I don't even know if I like him. He said, I want you to sow. I said, I said okay, I'll do it because you're telling me. I'm, I'm being obedient to God. I said, how much? He said, $250. $250? Like we had almost never sowed that much before. That was like setting a new record. And it was about all we had. And bills were due on Friday. This was going to wipe out what we, we didn't have enough. If I did $250, we're done. You know, unless God comes through. Well, God, obviously, he knew what he was talking about. The question is, was it him? But I, I got to think, I said, Lord, I know this is you. I know it's you. I said, so because of that, 
I'm writing the check. Well, sure enough, at the end of the week, we had plenty to pay that bill. Something came in. It was, it was awesome. I was like, glory to God, God did know. We, we had provision. I just wasn't aware of it yet. He was aware of it, but I wasn't. Well, fast forward down the road, uh, probably about five to ten years. And I did, we had a need come up. And all of a sudden, we needed, I think it was like something like $2,000, $2,200, something like that. It was a pretty big need. And, and it wasn't just falling out of the sky in chunks of thousands, you know, at that moment. You know, and I was going, what in the world? And I, I remember the Lord was prompting me to, to trust him. Lord, you are my source. We are sowers. Therefore, we are reapers. We are harvesters. And, and I said, I'm believing God by faith. Well, in the last moment, before all kinds of stuff was going to bounce at the bank and everything, in the last moment, supernaturally, God brought that seed in. And I was like, glory to God. Hallelujah, Lord, you're so awesome. And instantly, as soon as I started praising him, here's what he, he spoke to me. He said, this is the harvest off of that seed you sowed. Do you remember that seed you sowed when you didn't like the guy? I was like, yeah, I remember that one well. And I said, yeah, I remember that one. He said, this is the harvest. Had you not planted that night, you wouldn't have this breakthrough today. I went, oh, Lord, thank the Lord I've sowed that seed that night. See, the issue is when God draws something on you and draws something on your heart, what does he see in the future that you need a harvest of? And maybe you don't need a harvest. Maybe God just wants to give you a harvest. So let's start, stop thinking just about needs and go to the overflow. God doesn't want your cup just to be full enough. He wants your cup to be all the way full till it overflows. That's what he has for us. So a lot of times we're giving and sowing based off of needs, based off of what we can see, based off of what makes sense to us logically. God's not thinking logically. He's thinking spiritually. And he's not thinking according to our limits. He's thinking according to his limits, which there ain't any. There aren't any. They're all gone. So here's the, one of the things that we got to see is what is God leading us to? What's he doing? What's he preparing in our hearts when, when he puts that? Now, puts that in our heart. What's the preparation for? Oh, it's big. And it's supernatural. It's something mighty. It's something awesome. Or else, God wouldn't be writing it on your heart. He wouldn't be writing it on your heart. And so we got to look with eyes of faith. Oh, okay. Are you, you're asking me to give this. Well, glory to God. Oh, I look forward to the harvest. I wonder what kind of harvest it'll be. You know, let, let your hope go to work. Let your faith go to work. Oh, glory, this is going to be awesome. And so then when you go to sow seed, you're not up here like, oh, God, there goes that money out of my hand. Oh, 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 oh. You know, and you're just, and it's lost. No, it's not lost. Just like that seed's not lost for a farmer. No, it's not lost. It's planted. It's planted. And then the ground goes to work. It does its job. Look at this in Genesis 8, verse 22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall 
not cease. As long as we're on the earth, there's going to be harvest time. There's going to be seed time and harvest time. There's going to be seed time and harvest time. I say it almost every time I go to this verse, but this is also why I'm not concerned about global warming, and I know it's a sham. As long as the earth is here, you're going to be able to plant stuff and harvest stuff. It's pretty simple. God's done made a, made a statement on it. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will remain. Summer and winter, cold, cold and heat. So I'm not, I know, I know. The global warming is a sham. That whole, that whole thing. It's a, why? Because God said it right there. It's just plain as day. Plain as day. But here's what's awesome for us. As long as earth remains, seed time and harvest remains. So that when we sow, we know that there's a harvest. Do you need to put some faith on some of the seeds you've sown already? Hey, let, Lord, bring those in in Jesus' name. We've sown some seeds. Lord, let's see the harvest. Put some faith on This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. In other words, if I don't put faith on it, I'm not going to overcome the lack. It'll just sit there. Well, here's the thing. I don't, want, I don't want seed just sitting in the ground. Put some faith. Lord, in Jesus' name, this is coming up. I'm receiving the harvest. It's mine. I have it now in Jesus' name. Now, go here to uh, chapter 22, Genesis 22. Now, for 25 years, God made Abraham a promise. And that promise was for a son. 25 years from the beginning of the promise to the time that that Abraham had a son. So God promised him a son. The son grows up. He's in his teenage years is what it appears here. And then all of a sudden, uh, chapter 22, here's what it says. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Verse 2, he said, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac. And go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains on which I will tell you. Uh, I don't know if you've ever taken the time to think through this and put yourself in Abraham's shoes. This is no little offering. This is no little offering. Matter of fact, if you even talk to somebody about doing this today, uh, they'd probably arrest you. This is no little offering, but this was God. And I want you to see the faith of Abraham that went so far that when you get over into Hebrews chapter 11, it says that Abraham believed that even if Isaac died, even if he plunged the knife into his son and he died, he believed that God would raise him back to life. Now I want you to see something. I want you to see, look at the, look at the seed and the harvest. Abraham doesn't know the harvest. All he knows is the seed. All he knows is what's in his heart. Many times that's the way we are when we come to a service. All right, our tithes, those belong to God. But you don't get into the multiplied increase until you get into offerings. So you've got to get beyond the tithes to get to the offerings. So the tithes is 10% of your increase. You make $1,000 in a week, then you owe 
$100 of that in tithe back to God. Offering starts at $101, or actually $100 and one penny over for our, our system. So as soon as you go over the $100, every penny over the 100 would be the offering. We see in 2 Corinthians 9, that's where you get into multiplication. But here's the issue. Every time when you're sitting there and you've, all, you've been a giver of the tithe, the Lord says, the tithe is mine. The Lord says, the tithe is holy and it's mine. So the tithe is not ours. When we have an increase in our finances, the tithe's not ours. The tithe goes to the storehouse. It goes to the place where you're being fed and where they can help people and get people the, the word of God and feed people with the word of God. It's the storehouse. It's the church where God plants you, basically. All right? So, but then you see this, that the offering is anything over and above that tithe. And so we'll be sitting there on Sunday morning. We'll be sitting in a message, maybe tonight. But we're sitting there and God starts writing something on our heart. And here's the thing. We may see it, and it may be a little. It may be a lot. It may be I, one of the biggest offerings I ever gave in my life was one penny. One penny. The, one of the biggest ones. I can tell you exactly what happened with it. I can tell you how I got there. And, and it was one of the biggest offerings I ever gave. Not, not the biggest financially, but the biggest spiritually. Because it had every bit of my heart in it. Then we've had some big offerings, you know, of ourselves. I told about one the other night that was big. You have to understand, for us to give an offering, you know, that when we gave that $250 offering, when we gave that one, I'm telling you, that was a huge offering for us at that time. Huge offering. Huge offering. Because we were, our offerings looked more like dollars, $1, $2, $5. That's where we started. So that $250 offering was huge, but God kept increasing it. He kept increasing it. He kept increasing it. Now, about 10 or 12 years ago, we started giving an offering. I'll tell this to you. We started giving an offering monthly. Lord, I want to give you something monthly. The Lord has now taken that offering, and he's multiplied monthly what we give over 100 times. Over 100 times. Now, is that our doing? No, that's just, that's just us being obedient to do. But this, this system works. Why? Because it's God's. Because it's God's. And here's what I want you to see. Is when we're sitting there and we're wondering what to give, like I was that night when I didn't like the preacher, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what the harvest is going to be on that seed. We don't know exactly all the time where it's going to show up, how it's going to show up, what the increase is going to be. All we know is just like Abraham, what will it do? Now look at Abraham's seed. God said, give me your son. And with all of Abraham's heart, which this is how this needs to be every time we give an offering, with all of his heart, he said, I'll give you my son. He raises up the knife and is about to pull it down. And God says, he sends the angel and says, stop. And God provides the offering. Which is something that let, you'll see it over in 2 Corinthians 9. If you'll get in your heart to be a giver, God will put the ram in your hand. God will put the seed in your hand. He ended up not giving what he had. He ended up with extra seed that he was able to give that meant just as much as what he had. 
It's a heart issue. So we'll be sitting here at a service and God will put something on our heart. and Maybe we understand it. Maybe it's a little. Maybe it's a lot. But whatever God says, when we get obedient, it's like Abraham. It goes, so, so Abraham, watch this, sows the seed in his heart of his son. Sows the seed of his son. Receives his son back immediately. But for all of, Abraham is the father of faith. For all of mankind, for all of mankind, God looked at that and said, there's my faithful man. He just sowed his son. Now he deserves to reap a harvest of my son. Of my son. So Abraham sowed the seed and Jesus to all of mankind was the harvest and Abraham became the father of many nations through faith on Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He's got a harvest that's still growing into eternity. Every single one of us, if we're born again, we're a part of his, of his harvest. For eternity, that harvest is still going. Did he know it when God asked him? He had no idea. He had no idea. Did he know that he was sowing the seed that the harvest would save all of mankind? He didn't know. When you sow, you know, when we had an event out here a few years ago, Boomfest. We had over 1,100 people that were born again. And the cost of it was about $7,000. So it was less than $7 per person that came to the Lord. Less than $7 per person that came to the Lord. Do you, do you know when you plant that $7, do you know this could be the one who led Billy Graham to the Lord. This could be the next Billy Graham. This could be, you don't know what that person is, who that person is, what that seed is. You don't know what it is. It's just like Abraham that's saying, Lord, I hear what you tell me to do and I'll be obedient. And so, you know, I'm not just saying for tonight, I'm giving you something to put faith on. Every time you plant a seed in anywhere, anywhere in the kingdom of God, from this day forward, when you hold up that seed and you say, Lord, Lord, this is going to you. This is what you've written on my heart. And today, with all of my heart, just like Abraham that day, Lord, I don't know what the harvest might be, but I know it's going to be mighty. I know it's going to be good. I know you got purpose for it. I know you've got something great for it. And in the name of Jesus, I plant it in the ground of your kingdom. And when we sow with a love in our heart and a faithfulness in our heart and a hope, a joy, joyful, confident expectation of the harvest, all of a sudden we move into a place that is just supernatural. The normal of God. How many people in church have not been experiencing the normal of God in their finances because they don't know this? The Lord says this, if you don't know how to handle unrighteous wealth, the, the money of the world, how will I give you the true riches of the kingdom? See, we've got to get this money issue settled. Lord, the money doesn't have us. 
Money doesn't have us. Matter of fact, and, and all of a sudden, when we get it settled, and you're like, Lord, I'll give you everything. He, may, he might not ask you for everything. Matter of fact, he probably won't ask you to empty that unless you move on down the road even further. But the issue is, when we get it set in our heart that, Lord, if you did ask me, I'd gladly give it to you. All of a sudden, God says, oh, you would? Now I can flood through you even more. God's just looking for vessels that he can flow through. And there's always spillover. There's always residual in their lives. There's always residual. I've found that when we go into seasons of what I call crazy giving, we just give crazy like it doesn't even make sense. Oh man, following right behind that, there's harvests that are so great and so mighty. And I'm like, you just can't outgive God. You can't outgive when you give with the right heart. You just can't outgive them. And it's not the amount, it's the heart. It's not the amount, it's the heart. And if you'll understand that, he'll, he'll keep raising the amount. Lord, I can start, I can start here, but he'll keep raising me up. Because that's what he wants to do. That's why he gives us these promises. So just stand on your feet right now. Hold your offering up before the Lord. Let's make it a worship to him. Lord, this is yours tonight. And the reason I said everybody get an envelope is even if you didn't come prepared to give, we just gave you an envelope. You can return it. That's, that's some money we don't have to spend again. Lord, right now, we kickstart our finances from this day forward. Oh, yeah. Lord, it's going up. We have expectation of it. We're moving forward. We're giving with a heart of love, a heart of expectation, a heart of faith, and it's going to be awesome, Lord. Father, we praise you. We praise you and we worship you. And we give you all of the glory. And we expect great and mighty things. The normal of God in our finances. Debt be erased in Jesus' name. Debt, fall off of your people in the name of Jesus. Lord, let cars be completely paid for. Loans be wiped out. Let mortgages be completely knocked out in Jesus' name. Let debts fall off in Jesus' name. Father, let your people have what your word says, an abundance for every good work. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. You may bring your offering forward. Father, let every penny be blessed. Let it over, overflow. Press down, shaken together, running over, shall men give to them. Lord, right now, supernatural happen. Supernatural happen. Supernatural happen. Supernatural happen. Supernatural happen. And quickly, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. Do you receive it? Amen. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Whew. Welcome to Amazing Acts Week. 
If it's your first night joining us, we just uh, welcome you here tonight. And uh, it's been a great week. We've had testimony after testimony after testimony, and we're going to have some testimonies tonight. Uh, one of the things that I've said is that the faith of God is going to grow every single day. And hasn't it grown in you? Hasn't it grown and just gotten deeper and deeper inside of you? And uh, it's going to grow. And one thing that I said is, if you're sitting in the middle of the service, even if I'm in the middle of preaching, and a spirit of faith jumps on you, and you know, i got to go get prayer right now. Like, I can't wait. I'm giving you permission right now to walk up here, and I'll stop. You are not interrupting me. Actually, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm expecting it. If that spirit of faith is there for you right in the middle of the service, don't wait to the end of the service to get prayer. Move right then. During these meetings, I'm giving you permission to do that. So, uh, be ready. And be expecting that that's exactly what's going to happen. We're talking about the book of Acts. And we, if, if you haven't noticed, we definitely haven't gone as far down the road as what I had planned. Which that's not surprising. I'm generally pretty ambitious in my notes and my planning of where we're going to go. And, and we get like a quarter of the way down what I planned. But it, it's okay. Um, because God's taken us exactly where we needed to go. I told Nicole last night, I said, I really believe that this week has been a week of healing for this body like I don't know that we've ever seen before. Like I, it's not just healing the body, it's healing the people, it's healing the, the physical bodies, it's, it's healing minds, it's healing well, you know, our thinking back to God's normal. It's, it's just taken us to another level. It's been a, a beautiful, beautiful week. As a pastor, it's been one of the most joyous things I've ever experienced in, in 12 and a half years of, of the church. It's just been awesome. And uh, of course, I want to give you all kinds of stuff and feed you with so much stuff. And uh, we haven't gotten to everything, obviously, that I have planned. But I do believe that we have hit exactly where God wanted us to be. And I've it's funny because Nicole was telling this happened Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Is people have been like, "Are are you reading you know my emails? Are you got bugs in my house?" And I'm not, I'm up here preaching. I'm not thinking about anybody, but apparently some of the things the Holy Spirit was having me say was right on target with what people were going through. And um, that's awesome. That's the Lord. That's, a, that's the gift of knowledge, knowing things that I shouldn't have knowledge of, but just the Holy Ghost. That's like the very first night when I said, I said, worky, worky, you know, and, and I was standing right here in front of Chris. I was standing right here, and the Holy Spirit said, that's actually what they say at his work. And, and y'all remember me going, is that what y'all say at his work? He told me after, he said, that's exactly what we say. That's what I mean. Like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but God knew that. Is that right? Yeah. And why would he do that? Because, one, it was funny, and you'll remember it, and people are already utilizing that. But also, it means something to him. God said, look, this is a message for you. And it's a proof to all of us. I didn't know that, but God knew that. And when you see it, it's like, man, God is moving. And it might be a small thing, but it helps build our faith. And so uh, one of the things that I, we looked at about the book of Acts is the book of Acts was, is what I call the book of amazement. 
the book of amazement. It is a book of amazing and astonishing acts of the Holy Ghost through men and women. It's a book of God's normal before the devil even had a rebuttal. It's a book of God's normal before the devil even had a defense for it, right? And uh, these notes that we've been going through, you can go to uh, bcnotes.org, bcnotes.org. There you go. They put it up on the screen and click on Amazing Acts and you can see them. And uh, so it's a book of God's normal. And what we need to do is we need to renew our mind to it. Right? We need to renew our mind to what is normal with God. Stop thinking what's normal to the world and start asking what's normal to God. You know, for example, for example, when you think about before the curse was where the devil is not, where the curse and sin is not, was in the garden before they sinned and in heaven, right? There's no sickness in heaven. There, there's, no, there's no problems in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. There's none of these issues. In the garden, before sin came in, men made in the image and likeness of God were clothed with the glory of God. This is normal to God. Normal to God. Moses, in Exodus chapter 20, uh, he heads up on the mountain. In Exodus 33, he says, Lord... Lord, show me your glory. Now see, we've gone so far down the religious telephone game. We, we passed down so much stuff that we think Moses asking that question, he should have been zapped for asking the question. How dare you ask God to show you his goodness, which is, the Lord says, I'll cause all of my goodness to pass before you. So how we think because of religion, we've come so far from God's normal that we think that was a bad question. And if you think about it, Moses was under the curse, he was under sin, didn't have Jesus, and he asked God, show me your glory, and God didn't zap him. God didn't zap him. Apparently it didn't bother God. God wanted to show his goodness. He wanted his goodness to get in Moses. But then what happens is we come down the road thousands of years and now here we are in the 2000s and we're like, how dare somebody ask to walk in God's goodness? How dare? And God's like, I'm begging you to ask me. I want you to walk in my normal. I want you to walk in it. How, how dare you not ask me? You have Jesus. You've been redeemed from the curse. How dare you not walk in the supernatural? So when people get healed, when we pray for people, that's nothing, that's nothing special. That's normal to God. That's normal to Him. And we need to see that that's normal. Again, I've had you do it every night. Hold out your hands. You are the body of Christ. You are made in His image and in His likeness. You were designed to carry God the Spirit. You were designed to hold Him in you. You were created and prepared as a vessel to hold and overflow the Holy Ghost. Baptized in the Holy Ghost. Those, hold your hands out. Look at them. You are holding anointed hands. You, if you are born again, you are anointed and those are anointed hands designed to operate in the normal of God. Designed to operate in God's normal. 
In the book of Acts, there's 28 different places and events where people were amazed, astonished, greatly perplexed, bewildered. There were 51 events where manifestations of the supernatural power of God happened. These were men. This was not Jesus by himself. These were men that it was happening through. And it wasn't just the apostles. Philip wasn't one of the 12 apostles, but great signs and wonders took place through his hands. Cornelius, all of these guys, they had great things that happened through them. Men that just said, Lord, I'm going to walk in your normal. Glory to God. And then we talked about it. We talked about the inception of the Holy Ghost. We need to walk in a feeling of the Holy Spirit, which is kind of where we've landed at tonight. The first thing that we looked at was that God prophesied that the Holy Spirit would fill people. Jesus prophesied it in Acts chapter 1. He said, wait here, you're going to be filled with power. Now the one thing, let's look at that, Acts chapter 1, where Jesus said this. I want you to see this. Because the power of God and the normal of God, these hands that are anointed on every believer, is not to make you cool. <laughs> and I know everybody's like, oh no, I didn't want to be cool with it. <laughs> Tonight, while you're sitting in front of me, you didn't. But at some point, you're like, yeah, I'd like to be able to do that. Zap, zap, you know. I want to be Iron Man. <laughs> I want to I I do that. I want to have it flow through me. So you can put on be like, oh no, pastor, I didn't. And on some level, somewhere, I want, to, I want the power of God so I can be cool. I could have fame and fortune, and, and we got to get rid of that. Look at, look at what Jesus said, because I'll tell you, it ain't going to work if your heart is, I want to be cool. Yeah. It ain't going to work. Why? Because all of the power of God is backed by the love of God, and that's not love for God, that's love for yourself. And so it ain't going to go but so far before it falls flat to the floor. So you might as well get it right from the get-go. And the power of God is not for you to be cool. You will be cool, but it's not for that. It's not for that. You'll also be persecuted, but we, you don't want to talk about that part. Because as soon as you start moving in the power of God, they're going to think you're weird. They're going to they're gonna come against you. They're going to go against so many things. And, but there's some people that will think you're cool. They'll, they'll be like, oh, wow, I just want to be around them. And then you're going to have to deal with that. Actually, the cool part is you're going to have to be like, I'm not doing this for that. Oh, you're so awesome. You prayed for me and I got healed. And, and what will happen in your flesh is you'll go, yeah, that was me. I prayed and I believed. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, you were the conduit. And yes, you need to get to the place where fruit is happening. But the whole point, the whole reason you could even get to the prepared place was because God gave you the items and the tools and the power to get prepared. It's all God. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variableness or shadow of turning. It all comes from Him. Your decision to walk with anointed hands, that came from God. Your ability to move into holiness, that came from God. Your knowledge that there was a normal of God, that came from God. It all comes from Him. It's Him. It's Him. 
And so one of the best things you can do, it, it's get really good at when people say, oh, you're so cool, and to not paying attention to it, just like you get really good when they say, oh, you're not cool, I don't like you, and you're the devil, and moving by all that. Let that not bother you either, because they're going to say both. They're going to say both. <laughs> if it happened to Jesus, it's going to happen to you. That is, if you're walking like Jesus. But what did they say? Oh, he cast out devils by the devil. Right? So they're going to say, oh, that's weird. I, you know, I had a friend, and you know, good guy. I had a friend. He found out we were Pentecost Church. One time we were sitting in a place and it was kind of private. He was like, hey, uh, I got to ask you a question. It's like, uh, at your church... Um, um, you, you don't handle snakes, do you? <laughs> I, was, I laughed. I was like, no. <laughs> no, that would be tempting the Lord. That would be jumping off the temple, which he didn't do. Uh, you know, it's like, no, we don't do that. You know, but the idea is that if you're Pentecostal or praying in tongues, surely you got snakes hidden somewhere in the church. We don't. We don't, but... We don't, but that's the thought in the world is you're just weird. And people are, as much as people are going to come and they need the power of God. See, that's one of those things that the devil really uses to try and keep people away from the very power that they need. And so when you get the power of God and, and the normal of God working and flowing in you, you're going to have people that are going to want to worship you. But they're also going to want to hate you. You're going to have people on both sides of the equation and you need to get okay with not paying attention to either one of those. Either one of those. And if they say, oh, you're the greatest and they try to worship you, you say, Jesus is so good. God is so good. Our Father, I couldn't do any of this if it wasn't me. That's why many times when I'm praying for people, I'll tell them. I'll, I'll, I'll be praying for them. They'll feel the power of God. They'll start to shake. They'll feel the heat. They'll feel the peace of God. Something will go on inside of them. Not all the time. And, and listen, just because you don't feel something doesn't mean God isn't moving. But many times people will feel things physically. And when they feel that, I'll ask them, I'll say, Now, can I as a normal man make that happen? No. And they know, no, you can't do that. Like many times, I'll be praying for people, and I'll do it on purpose. I won't even lay hands on them. I'll just release that anointing and keep my hand above their head. And I've had it multiple times over the years. I said, now, did you feel it? Uh, did you feel that? He said, yeah, it felt like my head was on fire, right? And uh, I say, you realize I didn't even touch your head? They said, what? You didn't touch my head. And I'll do it on purpose. And, I, and they can go back and look at, the, look at the film, you know, look at the tape. But they'll say that, and that anointing will start to flow. Did you feel it? <laughs> I thought you might. And, uh, but, and, and so that anointing will start to flow, and, they'll, and I'll say, I can't do that. I'm not, I didn't even touch you. I can't do that. This is not like Christian science and brain power that's making you do this, you know. It's not psychology. I'll, I'll do things that'll be like anti-psychology just so that people will be able to receive. This is God that did it to me. This is God. Why? Because I don't want any 
any of the glory that should go to God. And we have to be that way. Look at this in Acts chapter 1 because immediately as soon as Jesus tells them, and this is why, you're going to receive the power of God tonight. You're going to receive the power of God tonight. You're going to receive tonight. And before you just all out receive, I, I want to get some stuff straight. <laughs> it's not for your glory. It's for God's glory. It serves a purpose in the kingdom of God, and it's not to be cool, but you will be cool. But you'll also be hated. You'll also be hated for certain things. Because the devil lied to people's brains, and they won't like you. You know, this is just it. I can't tell you how many people, like, they don't, they just don't like it when it's real and when God gets in their business. They want to hide from God because they know they got stuff wrong. So they won't go to a place like this because they're, they're hiding. This is not a place to hide out. It, this is not a place. God will shine his light. He'll tell me that you, you, it don't worky worky where you work. He'll show it to me. I don't know. But he knows. He'll tell me. He'll show me. One time, this, this happened earlier this year in Atlanta. Brother Ted Sr. was there. Brother uh, Ted Jr. also was there. And uh, Teddy was telling me about it. He said that anointing got so, uh, so strong on my dad. He started having words of knowledge and calling them out like that. He said, he said people were like ducking and going to the door like, I'm out. It was like, I'm out. They weren't sticking around. They didn't want that light of God shining on their stuff. They're like, uh-uh, he is being way too accurate. I'm out of here. People don't like that stuff. And so in order to justify why they can't go there, they, they make up stuff. And the devil throws lies at them and they receive them because they don't like that place anyway in the flesh. And uh, so, look at what Jesus says. He's, he get verse 4, chapter 1, verse 4, gathering them together. He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard of from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Yeah. Now, I want you to think about this. This was God. He's going to baptize you with himself in just a few days. Think about that to them. They know of God. They just watched three years of Jesus' ministry. They watched the, him raise the dead, cast out devils with a word, calm a storm with a word. They watched him, him lay his hands on the leprous and they recover. He watched, they watched blind eyes open over and over and over and over again. And then Jesus says, I'm going away, but you are going to be baptized with God. See, it's some, like sometimes we push the Holy Spirit into his own category and it's just like woo-woo, woo-woo part, you know, woo. And, uh, but no, he's God. He's God. And we're prepared to walk him. And so Jesus was saying, I'm going to baptize you with God. With God. See, see why this is no small deal. See why this is not a small deal. This is a big deal. How have we let this become so small? 
How have we let the baptism of the Holy Ghost become such a small thing in our lives? In our churches? In America? How, how have we let it become such a small thing? He's baptizing us with Himself. I mean, think about that. Come here, Mark. Face that way. Think about, now, not Brian, not pastor coming, but God himself saying, hey, you ready? Take me. God doing that. God doing it. <laughs> I've picked on them too much already. <laughs> Think about God doing that. Just receive that baptism right now. You don't have to wait to the end of the service like everybody else. Just receive it right now. Woo! God himself going... God himself pouring out like that. What's going to happen? You got any problems? No wonder he's laughing. <laughs> the devil trying to throw stuff. No wonder the joy of the Lord hits people. I don't got any issues anymore. God's here. He covered me with him. What's going to stand in the way? No wonder they look drunk. Oh, oh. You, know, you, you take... You take something that's small and zap it with something that's a lot more powerful, there's an effect. Yeah. It, he hit them in Acts chapter 2 and they're like, whoa! And every, they were mocking them. Why were they mocking them? Because they looked like they were drunk. And Peter had to give an excuse. This is not what it looks like. That's what I feel like most Sundays. Most Sundays, like hey, this, everybody's laid out and they're laughing. I'm like, and it was, uh, somebody came in. Think about if the cops came in. You know, it's like this is not what it looks like. It's, God, God did that. Holy Spirit, not the not the other spirits. The, the Holy Spirit did it. And so people don't understand it because they've not experienced it. They've not been walking in it. But if somebody as all-powerful as God actually touched one of us in our, in our fragile state with a corrupted flesh, there is an effect. And some of us handle it better than others. See what I mean? Some of us handle it better. And the Holy Spirit is a spirit of joy. I love going back to this. God didn't say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the bitterness of the Lord. <laughs> that is not what God said. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Well, what does that look like? that something that needs to be explained 
watch this, something that looks foolish to the world. It looks foolish, but it's not. It's actually a supernatural power of God to make them walk and talk and act like God and take their hands, which they're fleshly, and let the power of God flow through them where everyone who believes lays hands on the sick and they shall recover. Cast out devils, right? Speak with new tongues. They can, they can heal the sick, raise the dead, that make them normal. To God, not normal to the world, normal to God. But right here he says, I'm going to baptize you with myself. <laughs> and immediately, what do they go to? Whoo, you're going to make Israel cool again. You're going to make our nation cool. We're going to take over again, beat back Rome. We're going to be cool. And Jesus in his response is like, no, no. <laughs> Verse 6, so when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? He said, it's not for you to know the times or the epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But what will happen? I'm going to prophesy this to you and I'm going to prepare you to receive it and then you're going to receive it. And when you receive it, what's it going to do? Is it going to make you cool? No, it'll make you, it'll make you cool, but that's not the purpose for it. It'll also make you hated, but that's not the purpose for it. What's the purpose of it? The purpose is, verse 8, but you will receive a supernatural God's normal power, power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. You'll be my witnesses. All right. Since this is happening, let's go to chapter 2. So he prophesied, he prophesied he was going to do it, and then he goes back, Joel prophesied hundreds of years before that, Joel prophesied, and then right before Jesus came, the day Jesus gets baptized, it looks like, John the Baptist prophesies in Luke 3.16, Jesus is coming and he will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. It's like taking her less and less time every night. Every night. But you know what? She needed it. Just like you need it and I need it. We need God's normal. We need the joy of the Lord. I remind you of Psalm 126. When our captivity is turned, we were like those that dream and our mouth was filled with laughter. Our mouth was filled with laughter. Why were they filled with laughter? Good job. Way to get there.
while we're at this place, where in here did it say church was supposed to be stuffy? Where did it say that? Reverent, esteem him, but one of the greatest esteems of God is to receive from him. It's faith. It's the best way to esteem God. Believe on them. Oh, that's what he's got for me. Okay, Lord, I'll take it. So God prophesied he was going to fill us. And then he said, I'm going to have to get you prepared because what I'm about to pour out on you, you ain't going to be able to take by yourself. I got to prepare you. So he gave us Jesus to make us completely new creations. And then Jesus gave us his righteousness so that the holiness of God wouldn't burn us up. Because if we weren't made holy and made righteous, the Holy Spirit that we'd get baptized in would just fry us. I mean, as it is, it kind of fries us still, but it would have really fried us if we wouldn't have gotten righteous. So he says, I got to prepare you. I'll prepare you into the family and I'll prepare you in righteousness. <laughs> I'll prepare you in righteousness. And then he says, now you get prepared. He says, whatever I tell you to do, be obedient. In this case, he said, wait. Right? But then he said, you get prepared like this. Give me your heart. Give me your heart. I don't think you got it. Even if you did, don't post that one, for goodness sake. I don't want any extra hate mail tomorrow. <laughs> God said, I'm going to have to prepare you. So he prepared us by putting in the family. And then he prepared us by making us righteous. And then he said, you got to prepare yourself. I'm going to give you some commands. You need to be obedient to it. He said, told them to wait. Had they not waited, they wouldn't have received. There were over 500 that should have been in the upper room. As it turns out, only 120 waited. Only 120 esteemed that commandment. Only 120 were there at the outpouring. But then he, they were continually devoted to prayer. In other words, they were given to the Lord. Have you ever heard of people called Holy Rollers? That's why they got that name. That's how they got it. I've watched a guy, the craziest thing, looks like they're breaking gravity, roll upstairs before. I was like, how, how did you do that while you were drunk? Welcome. Welcome to the party. Hope you can find a seat. <laughs> So he prophesied it, then he prepared some things, then he gave us some things to prepare. When those things were set in order, Acts chapter 2.
When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, not streaming or at home. They were all together in one place. Hey, I I sense that one. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Uh, Let me let me show you something. Let me explain explain something to you. We got to get to the place where there's a flow of God. Where there's a flow. Now I'm sitting right there. All of a sudden, I sense the Holy Ghost blow that joy right through, right through me. I went, whoo-hoo, that's what you heard. We got to get sensitive to the Holy Ghost. There's a flow of the Holy Ghost. See, we grieve the Spirit when we don't ascertain the flow. When we don't recognize the flow and we, and we go against it or we stop it. No, we don't stop the flow of God. We let the flow of God go. I felt it. And that's why you saw no resistance. It just came out of my spirit right there. It wasn't like I was thinking now's a good time to laugh. I didn't think anything. It just, it flowed out of my spirit. See, if we'll get like that in services, we'll have more answers supernaturally uh, provided for us than we've ever had before. This joy of the Lord is our strength. This joy of the Lord is what will win battles for us. This joy of the Lord is what will cause us to overcome obstacles that can't be overcome. This joy of the Lord is what depressed people need. This joy of the Lord is what sick people need. This joy of the Lord is what bound people need. This joy, we got to learn how to operate in the joy. It's our strength. It's our strength. It's our strength. We just talked about it last week, how Nehemiah was saying, we're going to get this done, but we're not going to get it done by morning. We're going to get it by morning like I'm sad. We're going to get it done by the joy of the Lord. Put the joy on. Get excited. Get the joy on you. Get excited. Get the joy on you. All of a sudden, the joy of the Lord, it'll be your strength. We got to flow. You have to have a flow. You have to recognize that flow and walk by that flow. That flow is why we ain't even close to being done with these notes yet. But God has done what he needed to do. He's doing it right now. If you'll have it, he's doing it right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah. The cover-uppers need extra grace tonight, apparently. I don't know how they're going to work with that. Overflow. 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 Thank you, Lord. So there was a prophecy and then a preparation. The power is there to be a witness of the things of God. The power is there to be a witness. If you go... 
into Romans chapter 12. Matter of fact, let's just go there real quick. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It'll say, brethren, I beg you, I beg you in the King James. I urge you in the New American. I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, a holy sacrifice, acceptable God, which is your spiritual service of worship. In other words, God's saying, prepare yourself. Get in the place of the flow. Present your bodies. Present your mind. Get into the place where it's holy. Get, you know, doesn't the Holy Spirit belong in holy places? Get yourself in the place of walking holy. And then the Holy Spirit can flow. He says, and do not be conformed to the thinking of this world. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by, to the thinking of by the renewing of your mind, which we know is renewing our mind to the word, to the ways of God, to the things of God. Renew your mind so that, watch this, you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. In other words, when we start learning how to flow with the Holy Ghost, we give ourselves holy and acceptable, our life will start to prove the things of God. When you start getting healed after prayer, you'll be like, man, God did that? And your friend will go, he is good. Well, his will is good. I can accept a God that will heal me acceptable. See, when you start, and not just the pastor, but every one of us with anointed hands as the body of Christ flowing in this, all of a sudden we can start to prove what the will of God is and walk in it. And when we walk in it, it'll prove who he is. And when we walk in it, it'll prove who he is. It'll prove his goodness. And the goodness of God will draw men to repentance. We need to learn how to flow in the normal of God. Get to the place of God's holiness. Allow the Holy Spirit to baptize us all the time. Walking in it with the glory of God running, up, filling us up, overflowing us. It's what God's calling us to. It's what God's calling us to. Hallelujah. And what will happen is it will turn you from somebody who's just going through the world to being a proof and a witness of God's goodness. A proof and a witness of God's goodness. Yeah, just think about this. Priscilla, raise your hand. Foot healed last night. Completely healed. Migraine healed last night. Last night. Can I do that? No. Can I do that? No. Who did it? Yeah, so I just decided, Lord, I want to see your normal. And, and he told me something to do in obedience. Have amazing acts week. Okay, we did it. Well, he told me, go away and fast and pray before this week. So I did. And so I just sought him. I just got in his presence. Lord, fill me, overflow me. I just made myself available. Just made myself available. All you got to do is make yourself available. All of a sudden, people start getting healed. People start getting filled. Finances start popping open. Why? Because we have a good God who wants to do good things 
for his people and not just the people that know him for the people that haven't known him yet. He wants to show them. He wants that power to be a witness. It's normal. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost has come, they were all together in one place. I got it written in my Bible. Not streaming or at home. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. A noise. Violent rushing wind. Violent. I just want one day when I'm preaching that and I preach that line right there, I just want it to happen again. Just a violent noise, rushing wind noise. <laughs> Lord, will you do that for me? Just one day, I'd at least once, maybe, maybe 10 or 20 times. But just, yeah, every time I read that, I'm, I just want it. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves and they rested not just on one, but they rested on each one of them. It's never designed to be just a, a, a spotlight on one person. It's designed to be a body. Yeah, we have pastors, we have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And yes, they're called to be in front of people. But they're called to lead them into what's normal. They're called to teach them and train them to do the work of ministry. The work of ministry is the power flowing through each person. Lighting on each person, not just the one at the front. Lighting on each person. In the life groups every week, there ought to be the power of God flowing through each person and the gifts in operation, the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, Jesus. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now I just want, I want to show you they were filled with the Holy Ghost. The Spirit did His part, gave utterance. They, the Spirit didn't speak. The Spirit didn't speak through them. The Spirit gave them utterance, gave them the syllables in their spirit. Who did the speaking? The people did the speaking by faith, by faith. So when those tongues came up, you know, a lot of people are sitting there waiting like, oh, Lord, just blow the tongues out of me. Oh, Lord, just blow the tongues out of me. Oh, Lord, just blow them out. Oh, 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 oh. Blow them out of me, Lord. Blow them out of me. Like he ain't going to do it. That's not how it happens. No, your faith rises up and you do the speaking. You speak in faith what he gave you utterance on. It's, an, it's a step of faith. So those, those tongues will come up. I think Nicole can still tell you what her first ones were. Do you remember? That was it. Shandika. So that, that sounds awfully religious. <laughs> but that was the first syllable, Shandika. And that's all she got. Shandika. Three syllables. Shandika. That was it. And she just spoke those by faith. And, and how long did you speak those by faith? Two weeks. 
About two weeks, same three syllables. Shandaka, 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 Shandaka. And that's what she did. All of a sudden, when she did that by faith, it released. And about two weeks later, it just went. And, her, and it was just beautiful, beautiful. You just speak it. The Holy Ghost gives you utterance, and you do the speaking. The Holy Ghost gives you utterance, you do the speaking. It's right there. Now watch this, verse 5. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, when this what occurred? Sound. When the sound occurred. Man, that had to be one more sound. Over the whole city, they heard this sound. When the sound occurred, the crowd came together and was bewildered. A book of amazement. Because each one of them was hearing them speak in his own language. Now, let me just point this out. I'm giving you some nuggets as we go along. This doesn't mean that they were speaking in each language. It means that they, what it says specifically, they heard them in their own language. They heard them. They were speaking in a spiritual language. Tongues. That's a spiritual language. But the miracle happened in their hearing. They heard. Because some people think they can go and they, they failed miserably. They'll go over, you know, into Portugal and uh, they'll, they'll start trying to speak, you know, Portuguese. They'll speak tongues and they think they're speaking Portuguese. And that person, the Portuguese person, like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> In Spain, they'd be like, okay. <laughs> In America, they'd be like, what? Huh? We were hearing them speak in their own language. Verse 7. And they were amazed and astonished. Saying, why? Why are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And they're like, they're like, they're speaking in this language. Aren't all these guys from around here? You know, that'd be like somebody showing up and they look like they're from Albemarle. But then they start speaking fluent Italian. Be like, oh, I thought you were from Albemarle. And that's what they're saying. Like, this doesn't make sense. How are they speaking this language? Aren't they from Galilee? This doesn't make sense. But they were amazed and astonished. And then it says, and how is it that we can each hear them in our own language to which they were born? Again, you hear the hearing. And then it goes through 16, at least 15 different people groups. 15 different people groups. So they were speaking in the spiritual language, but there were fifth, at least, there might have been more, at least 15 different people groups that heard them in their own language, that understood it in the land where they came from originally. It was a miracle. And what were they saying? Well, what's the power of the Holy Ghost for? What's it for? To be a witness of Jesus. 
What's the power of the Holy Ghost for? To make you cool? No. To make you hated? No, not for that. Those things might happen, but is that it? No. What's it for? To be a witness. To be a witness. To let the power of God flow into the world and people see how good God is. What were they hearing? He says, verse 11, We hear them in our own tongues speaking of the mighty deeds of God. In other words, think about this. What was the Spirit saying? How good God is. How much He loves you. How great things He's about to do. What He's done. The mighty deeds of God. How big He is. How supernatural He is. How He wants to heal you. How He wants to save you. How He wants to protect you. How He wants to do great things in your family. How He saved the world. How He sent His Son. How He loved the earth with such an everlasting love that He took His only begotten Son and He sent Him into the world. How Jesus took His perfect life gave his life up for everybody to save them from hell, to save them from that torture. And not only that, he didn't just want you to have a cup of life, he wanted it to overflow. He wants you to walk in his normal, to walk in the supernatural power of God. They kept talking about the mighty deeds of God. The mighty deeds. We hear them speaking about the mighty deeds of God. The mighty deeds. Verse 12. And they all continued in amazement and great perplexity, saying to one another, What does this mean? Now, I want you to notice this. Now, this is the most, one of the most pure, pure moves of God the earth has ever seen. Nobody had ever seen the outpouring of the Holy Ghost before. Nobody had ever seen tongues before. Nobody had ever heard a noise like this before. One of the most pure, the devil didn't even know what was going on. One of the most pure, one of the most pure moves of God. But look at verse 13. Even in the most pure move of God, others were mocking Others were mocking. There's going to be mockers always. Do you think you're going to move in the power of God and the normal of God and it not look foolish to the world and not have mockers? You think there's going to be people that don't mock? You think there's going to be people that, don't, that, that are not going to try and make you look bad? At the camp meeting we just had a few weeks ago, we took up, we, all we did was serve the community. We had revival meetings. We gave away food every night. We gave away money every night. We gave away TVs to the community. We gave away a car at the end of the week. This, this is what we did. We gave away all that stuff. Didn't take up one offering. Did you know we had preachers from over two hours away getting on Facebook and telling us how bad we were and what we were doing? Preachers. We had people in town that said one night, I felt a spirit and it wasn't the Holy Spirit. Right. Meanwhile, people are getting healed. People are getting delivered. Yeah. Addictions are breaking yeah. off of people. People are coming to know the Lord. People are getting filled with the Holy Ghost. People are getting a fire to walk with the Lord. But, but this, person, this person on Facebook, they knew. They knew. 
they had a connection straight to God over everybody else. There's always going to be mockers. There's always going to be mockers. And, and here's, here's why that's important to know. Because you're going to be faced with people that, that say stuff like this. You go to that church. <laughs> you go to that church. Man, I've heard stuff about that church. Man, I've heard stuff about I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hand if you heard stuff like that before. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. You're going to find, you're going to find that churches that have a reputation like that, they're the ones that are actually flowing in something because that's where the mockers are going to be drawn to. When we went, when we first got married and we went looking for a church, we moved to a new town, and the first thing we said is like, hey, where's the churches around there? And they said, well, there's one down there, but you probably don't want to go to that one. We're like, oh, yeah? What's the name of that one? Guess what was the first church we went to? And guess what? They were moving in the Holy Ghost. And I was like, praise God. And that's where we went. I was, they were like, well, you probably don't want to go that way. I was, I was thinking in myself, that's probably exactly where we want to go. That's where you got the Holy Ghost. That's exactly where. Because I want the place where there's going to be mockers. When there's a pur pure move of God, there's going to be mockers. And, and most of them will be family members and other church members. There's going to be mockers. There's going to be mockers. That's okay. And you have to get it inside of you. I want more. And see, that goes back to what we're sowing. Oh, there's going to be mockers. But, and it's going to cost me something. But that's not going to cost me anything compared to what I'm going to receive in God. It, by the Holy Ghost. By what I'm going to receive when he pours out his normal on me. It's not going to compare. And see, we've got to get over that hump. It's just like we've got to get over the financial hump and we've got to get okay with money. We've got to get okay with there being mockers. You have to get okay with it. You have to be all right. Because if you're not all right... <laughs> just leave her there right now. Come here, Chris. I need you. Y'all remember last night? Face that way again. You remember last night when we have options and the devil will keep, if you, we keep having the same reaction when he presses the button, he'll have a button called mockers and he'll just keep sending mockers to you and people they'll question where you're planted and where you're going to church and it'll shake your faith and you might get over it, but you might be shaken in your faith for two weeks and those are the two weeks where God laid out the very word that breaks you out and breaks you loose and you actually go to new heights. But if we don't get rid of that option, and we don't, we don't put the mockers down in our mind and understand. I'm not telling you to ditch your brain at the door. I'm telling you that you discern by the Holy Ghost and you know where God's planted you. And once you know where God's planted you, you, you don't have to go back to it and say, well, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? It's it. You've already heard it. It's it. Because the devil will use that same button and he'll get you and shake you and rattle you out of your faith and you'll miss the moment where you were designed to receive. God's trying to take you to a supernatural level. He'll come and do an amazing acts week. But because of mockers, all of a sudden you won't be there because you're questioning it. You're not at the place because you let somebody's thoughts, somebody's question get in your head. Even in a pure move of God, 
pure move of God. Thank you. Even in a pure move of God, there were mockers. Do you think if somebody gave in to mockers, they're going to continue in the outpouring? They might get it full. There's a lot of people, they'll get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but that'll be the only time they have an experience with the Holy Ghost. You can't keep walking in the fullness of God when you drop back in your faith and punt. You can't, you can't do that. You, you say, Lord, I see that this is you, and I'm going after you. I don't care what anybody thinks. I see your promises. I see that you promised me the Holy Ghost. I see that to the world it'll be weird and foolish. But to you it's not weird, and to you it's not foolish. You thought about it so much that you said, Jesus, get out of the earth. I got something else to send. I'm going to send the Holy Ghost. And then all of my body will be like Jesus walking around the earth. There won't be just one Jesus that can only be in one location. I'll make all of them the hands and feet. I'll make all of them to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Doing these works and greater. But others were mocking saying they are full of sweet wine. They looked drunk. They looked you know like that. Let me just say, there were mockers, but there were also believers. Yeah. Which, which one will you be each and every day? Will you be a mocker of the things of God and things of the Spirit? Or will you be a believer of His things? Yeah. And don't just believe it because you see me operating in it. That's, that's the lowest level. See it, believe it, because God said it. Here's the highest level right here. And he told us in Ephesians 5, be filled with the Spirit. It's a command. It's a command to walk in it, to operate in it. He said, don't grieve the Spirit. That means don't block the flow of the Holy Ghost. Most people have the Holy Ghost. They'll have it break out like it kind of broke out tonight some. And immediately the preacher will shut up and he'll quiet everybody. Now, you just, I got a, I got a message to, I, I, I have notes. I spent a lot of time working on these. And won't let God do what he actually needs to do. But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, See, right there, I can shout when I preach. It's good. Peter did it. <laughs> he raised his voice and declared to them, Men of Judea, and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk as you suppose. For it is only the third hour of the day, about 9 a.m. But this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. I'll give words of God to your sons and to your daughters. And to your daughters. 
And your young men shall see vision, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will grant wonders in the skies above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God. With miracles, he was attested how? With miracles and wonders and signs, which God performed through him in your midst. And just as you yourself know. In other words, how did God prove that Jesus was the real deal? He attested to the words that Jesus preached with miracles and wonders and signs. They followed what he preached. They followed what he preached. We've had more miracles, more healing this year than we've ever had before. We've ever had before. The Lord is moving. The Lord is moving. We're preaching the word. God's backing up the word. I'm telling you right now, this, this chapter right here announced that the last days started in Acts chapter 2. But I'm telling you right now, we are in the last of the last days. This is not you know, some, somewhere far off. Everything that has been said about the last of the last days has been accomplished. We're not waiting on anything for Jesus to come back. He could come back before the service is over. We, there's something before the end of the tribulation. There's some things that have to happen. But for Jesus to return and rapture his church, we're not waiting on anything. That can happen at any moment. There's nothing we're waiting on. And we are in the last of the last days. And from Acts chapter 2, we should have been seeing the power of God and the normal of God poured out. And we lost part of it. And we forgot part of it. But God right now is quickening his church. He's drawing something up on the inside of them. He's pulling them up to saying, come up here. Come up higher. I got something for you in the last of the last days. And I want you to be a part of it. I don't want you to be left out. I got something for you to do. This is where we are. And right now, something is happening. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the churches that were open, the churches that were open, but weren't operating in signs and wonders and miracles, a.k.a. the power of God, the power of the Holy Ghost, you're going to see them start to dwindle. You've already started seeing it, but I'm telling you, you're going to see it more and more because the church that Jesus is coming for is a glorious church, overflowing, clothed with the glory of God. And he's drawing you, church, up to a glory level, up to a field with the power of God level. And if you don't receive that and walk in it, you'll fall to the wayside. He's looking for a glorious church. It's time to jump in with both feet. Stop dipping our toe in the water. Lord, I want you. I gotta have you. I'm not waiting on you. I see your promise. It's out there for me now. I have it. I take it with my faith. Amen. Amen.
I'm telling you, you're going to see the church, the so-called church, the quote-unquote church. You're going to see the church that's not really operating like the body of Christ should, that doesn't have power. You're going to start to see it that's not flowing in the Holy Ghost. You're going to see it start to diminish more and more and more. And the glorious church is going to arise. The question is, will it be you? Will it be you? Will it be you? Will it be you? So you got to grab a hold of it with your faith. It's not something to be afraid of. It's, it's an opportunity. It's saying, Lord, I see what's coming. I hear. I'm not, you know, when I just said that a few minutes ago, I'm not saying that just because I thought it. I'm saying it because the Holy Ghost prompted me to tell you. He's given you an opportunity to be on board, to be a part of not what the world calls cool, but what God calls cool. And that's who I want to please. I want to stand in front of him. And I want you to stand in front of him and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want you to stand in front of him and say, you had so much at your ability, but you never jumped in the water with my Holy Ghost. I don't want you to be there. I want you to walk in it. I want you to be a witness. I want you to be a shining light. I want you to be a pillar of truth. I want your hands to walk with the anointing. I want you to lay your hands on people and see them healed and delivered. And I don't want you held back. I want you to have all the awards in front of Jesus. That day in front of Jesus, uh, when we face him, one of the things that we're going to want to see, we're going to want to have done is, Lord, I gave you everything. Any part of our life that we actually kept for ourselves, we're going to be so embarrassed and so ashamed of it on that day. But the pieces that we said, Lord, I give you me. I give you my time. I give you my resources. I give you everything I have. I give you my money. Lord, I give you all of me. That's the things that we're going to be very pleased with. We're going to be like, praise God, I gave that to the Lord. Praise God, I gave him my reputation. Praise God, I let my name be his name. Praise God, I didn't hold back because I was afraid of people. Praise God, Lord, I want to give you it all. Lord, I want to give it all. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I want to give it all. Is that the cry of your heart? And it shall be everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In this context, shall be saved from a life that's displeasing from God. Lord, I'm calling on you. 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 Lord, I'm calling on you today. If you want to call on the Lord, you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm not, I'm not leaving here without being filled. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me from a life of mediocrity. Save me from a life of average. Lord, save me from a life that looks normal to the world, but not normal to you, God. Lord, save me. Jesus, I'm calling on Jesus, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Baptize me with your fire. Lord, I need you in my life. I need a change. I need to go up. I will not be normal. I will not be normal to the world, but not normal to you. Lord, I won't be average. I won't be mediocre. I need your power. I need amazing acts in my life. Lord, and I'll have it in the name of Jesus. Filler and overflower. In the name of Jesus. 
Lord, fill and overflow. In the name of Jesus. Lord, fill and overflow. Pay attention to the ushers. <laughs> Strong up in here. <laughs> fill in the name of Jesus. Fill from the top of his head to the soles of his feet like never before. Fill and overflow. Fill and overflow. Fill in Jesus' name. Fill in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Fill in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yeah, you're going to receive it right now. Oh, say, Lord, I receive it. I have it by faith. You're feeling, you're overflowing. I have it in the name of Jesus. Feel soprano, kadosi, tedemoso, soblenklano, dinini, fiduwasa, kofri. In the name of Jesus. So tanamoso, bro, baaho, bro, hotsini, ki, hotsi, glo, soroko, bra. Filled and overflow in the name of Jesus. Lord, fill and overflow. Fill them with the Holy Ghost and fire in Jesus' name. Stay with them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Feel and overflow. I just invite you right now. The preparation of God starts with us having Him as Lord and Savior. Getting everything out of the way. The preparation of God gets everything out of the way that may hinder us. Lord, I, I don't know why, or maybe you do know why, but I got stuff in between you and I. And Lord, I don't want to leave that stuff between us anymore. Lord, I want to be used by you. I know I need to deal with this. I know I need to handle it. I know I need to. And I just invite you right now. You know, many times what people need is they just need the helping hand of God. Right now, what I want to invite you, if you need the helping hand of God, like... Everybody in here needs the help and hand of God. Everybody in here needs the help and hand of God. Everybody. Overflow. In Jesus' name. Right now, if you're saying... Lord, I need a helping hand. I need your help. I, I've tried doing it on my own and it hadn't been working. I need your help. If that's you, I want you to come right now. God's going to help you. He's going to release his power and his strength to help you tonight. 
It won't be the same. It won't be hard. If that's you, I want you to line up right here in front of me. From, from right here over. Quickly. Lord, I need your help. I need your help. Come quickly. I need your help. Lord, there's stuff that, that whether it's I need help or there's stuff between you and me that I need to get fixed, whatever it is, if you need his helping hand, come right now. Come right now. Don't wait. Tonight's your night. Don't wait. Tonight's your night. So Lord, I need your help. So Lord, I'm not going to leave this between you and me. You heard me say this. You need to get right with God. Get your heart right with Him. He's not mad at you. He's the one who's inviting you up here. Get your heart right. We don't know when Jesus comes back, but I promise you this, you want to be right when He comes. Every bit right. Not a little bit right. Every bit right. If that's you, I invite you to come now. Come now, quickly. I'm going to count to three. Just because I'm going to cut it off here in just a second. Don't, don't be cut off. Three. Come now. Come now. Two. Come now. You need to come. I know. I know. I can sense it. Come on. Don't be afraid of God. Come now. Amen. Glory to God. Come now. Lord, I need you. I got to get right. One. Come now. Last chance. Come now. Be strengthened by the Lord. Let him help you. Amen. I want everybody in here to pray with me. Everybody that's hearing my voice, pray this out loud. Especially everybody that's here at the front. Just say, Jesus. Say it out loud with your mouth. Jesus, today, you are the Lord of my life. You're the director. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. I believe that you died for me and my mess and my problems. You took my sin on you. And I believe that God brought you back to life. And when he brought you back to life, you didn't leave me in that place of death but with Jesus you raised me up with him to fullness of life where my problems are handled where the normal of God is mine in Jesus name Lord thank you for your help in the name of Jesus Father I ask you Bring help to each person right now. I'm telling you, if you still need to get up here and you want help, come up now. Don't wait. Come up now. Lord, bring help to each person that I lay hands on. Fill them. If you're wanting to be filled with the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues, if that's you, come right now to be filled. I don't want to leave here without the infilling and the overflow of the normal of God. This is my night. And I'm going to receive it. Lord, in the name of Jesus, help and fill in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Now, see, that thing we prayed the other night and the Lord helped. 
That's not just for me to walk in. That's for you to walk in too. For you and for other people as well. God wants to use you. Lord, pour it out in them. In Jesus' name. Lord, help in the name of Jesus. Fill them up. In Jesus' name. Fill her up and help in the name of Jesus. Fill her up in Jesus' name. And help. Fill her up and help in Jesus' name. Yeah, fill her up. Fill her up. Oh, fill her up in Jesus' name. Just pray in the Holy Ghost with me right now. Feel an overflow. Feel an overflow. Feel an overflow. Feel an overflow. Thank you, Lord, for helping stir it up. Help fill and overflow. Fill and overflow. Come on up if you need to. So, Lord, I want the filling of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to grieve the flow. I want to flow. I want to be His witness. Hey, help her now. In Jesus' name, there it is. Daniota Kadado, Dan Oto Francodos, Danioso, Sodoro Cobro. Yeah, feel and overflow. Some mobla, a codamos, show, Kishielo, Carabosa, Franda Carabos, Prohotanade. Feel in the name of Jesus. Feel and overflow. Danios, Araha, Fato Cororo. Who, who freaking? Yakorono. Feel and overflow. Feel and overflow. Feel and overflow in Jesus' name. Lord, fix things. Fix things in bodies. Lord, fix things. By your Spirit. In the name. Yeah, fill them and overflow them now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Just receive that anointing. It's flowing into you now. Maniata, thank you, Lord, for filling me. Thank you, Lord, for filling me. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Help them. Help them. Help them. Yeah, fill them and overflow them in Jesus' name. Daniosa ka ayataramosa. Ramoto bremene. Berikunamosa. Bayakaroso toromo. Bario blalo tano. Dedicated a. Hoo hoo. Fill and overflow. Fill and overflow. Namioso brome. Oh. Feel and overflow. Lord, let her have a touch with you. Let her have an encounter with you. She's been longing for an encounter with you. Lord, let her have that encounter. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. She's been longing for an encounter. Something so strong and so powerful. An encounter. Is that right? 
Huh? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's bringing it. He's bringing it. You're receiving it now. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Just breathe in the Holy Ghost. He's filling you now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, baptize her with the Holy Ghost. Baptize her with the Holy Ghost. The baptizer with the Holy Ghost. Baptizer. Fill and overflow and help in the name of Jesus. So Thank you, Lord. Father, right now, we just pray that the will of God would be let loose in Grandpa's life. Lord, let him see so clearly what is your will and what isn't your will and grab it by faith in the name of Jesus. Lord, give him that, sh that shot. Give him that chance at seeing it and grabbing it, Lord, and let it be by faith that he grabs hold of your goodness in Jesus' name. Thank you. Filled and overflow. A feeling of the Holy Ghost, fresh in filling from the top of her head to the soles of her feet and overflowing. In the name of Jesus, let it be in Jesus' name. Jesus, baptize her now in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for your goodness. One last time, if you want to come up tonight and be filled, walk in the normal of God. God has it for you. He has it for you. He has it for you. He doesn't want you left behind. He wants you walking in it. If tonight's your night, then come on up. Now, when I lay hands on you, there's going to be a change and a shift in you. There's going to be a change and a shift. It's going up. It's not going to be the same. Thank you, Lord, for a life-changing moment, a life-changing moment, filled and overflow. Lord, in the name of Jesus, overflow to a new life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. So pour it out, Lord. More, more, more in Jesus' name. Oh, more than she's ever experienced before. More than she's ever flowed in before. Thank you, Father. Let it be so sweet and precious. A fresh breath of God in her life. Thank you, Lord. So, Thank you, Lord. Filled and overflow. Filled and overflow. Anyone else, if tonight's your night, come on quickly. Thank you, Father. So talao afranka no mosebo, yauto no mosebi, bano mosvatani, ye did konoma. Just pray this with me. Say, Jesus, I need a fresh infilling. And I ask you, Lord, baptize me with the Holy Spirit and fire. And I know that, that as I ask, you hear me and you will do it. I know that you're filling me right now. 
and I believe and I am receiving it right now. I have it. I'm not waiting on it. This is my night. Now just receive. Yeah, baptize her now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Baptize her now in Jesus' name. So fill her and overflow her now, Lord. Now, an encounter with you, an encounter with you now. Overflowing. Yeah, thank you. Hold her up. Hold her up. Fill her and overflow. Fill her and overflow. Thank you, Father. Fill her and overflow. Now, fill her and overflow. You've got no problems in Jesus' name. You got no issues because God's working it all out. You got no lack because God's got it all handled. Ha ha, so He's filling you with His normal. He's filling you with His goodness. He's filling you with every solution right now by the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And I know a lot of times when I pray for you, the joy comes on you. I want you to receive tonight. You're going to feel the power of God when I pray for you. And I want you to receive. I want you to receive it. I want you to take deep breaths, so to speak, of uh, not, not necessarily in the flesh, but in the spirit, and receive it all. Don't just get a little bit. Get a lot. On purpose, by faith, Lord, I receive it. I take in everything you have for me. Say that with me, Lord. I take in everything you have for me in Jesus' name. Lord, fill her and baptize her in the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Hold her up. Fill her. Fill her. Now just receive. Just receive by faith. Lord, I'm receiving now. Fill her and overflow. In the name of Jesus. Let her be filled. There, there you go. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah, like I said, take deep breath in the Spirit. Take that in. Yeah, you sense that? Thank you, Lord. Yeah, keep receiving Keep receiving even as you go to the ground. Keep receiving. Thank you, Lord. Go to Filled and overflow. Filled and overflow. Maha tokoroboso. Boroboso. Higher. So here. There you go. Bando korobosobo. Brahma otadi atadide. Jete kedabos. Mladum. Manum. Filled. Same thing. You're receiving now. You will not be denied in the name of Jesus. Lord, fill him and overflow. Strengthen him with all your might in the name of Jesus. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, receive that. Yeah, fresh in filling. Uh, it'll solve all that stuff you try to fix. It'll solve it right there. Nada caraboso. Even feel the weight of that stuff falling off even right now. You sense that? Feel it. 
falling off the weight of it. Thank you, Lord. Da-da, casting all your cares. That, that infilling, it'll take all that weight and blow it out the top. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, receive it, receive it, receive it. Fill in the name of Jesus. There it is. Amen. 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 like the town drunk. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. and overflow feel and overflow tonight's your night touch of God that you've been needing tonight's it I heard it when I stepped in front of you tonight's it kind of just receive it in the name of Jesus Lord Overflow them, fill them and overflow them. Lord, fill them and overflow them. A mighty touch, a mighty touch, a mighty touch. Let them have it now in Jesus' name. Don't hold back. The more you flow, the more you'll go. The more you flow, the more he'll give you. Thank you, Lord. Darakadioso. Radakaraboro Korobos. Hoo Korobo. Ho ko ho nyan yo torobo. Bandi karebeyata. Baloso. Baloso brekane. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Can I pray for y'all? Just hold your hand. John, sit there. Thank you, Lord, for an overflow. For an overflow in Jesus' name. An overflow. Lord, thank you. You're working out stuff. You're working out stuff. You're taking them to new levels. You got great big plans. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for showing it. Thank you for releasing it. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah, I just speak peace right now. Peace and grace be in your heart and in your mind. I just, what I'm seeing is that even in the next few days, you'll just be walking and like you'll have a smile on your face where it, where it might not have been horrible or bad. I don't know. But it was like, you know, not a smile. 
<laughs> and then all of a sudden, there'll just be a smile. And you'll just be walking and be like, glory to God. What great peace the Lord has given me. I just see an outpouring of that peace in Jesus' name. Lord, touch them and overflow them with that peace. With that peace in the name of Jesus. Crown them with your peace in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Brian. <laughs> nice to meet you. I like your shirt. Can I pray for you? Lord, I just pray for Scott right now. Lord, strengthen him with all your might. Strengthen him with all your might. Oh, freak it to me. You are okay. You are okay. So to the corobos about the robos. Lord, let your anointing permeate his being every day for the rest of his life. Lord, let him step into his calling. Lord, let him step into what you have for him. Let him not be held back. Lord, permeate his being in Jesus' name. I just declare it. Lord, let you be on his heart and on his mind. Everywhere he goes and with everything that he does, let you be the thought let of his heart. Let, let you be everything to him and let it be such, such a love of him, such a love in his heart that it can't be stopped, that people can't not see it. Lord, let that love for you pour out of him in such a way that people just say, man, what is up with you? I need what you have. Let your love pour in such a way in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Whew. Did you receive tonight? One more night. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm going to lay hands on everybody that will have hands laid on them tomorrow night. Everybody. We're praying for everybody. I'm going to release the normal of God, the power of God. Your lives are changing. It's already changed, but they're going to just keep going up. Keep going up. Keep going up. I want you, I want you to meditate on it. All right, what is it that you need? You need healing in your body. You need protection in your family. You need financial breakthrough. You need to walk in the power of God. Walk. Hold your hands out again. These hands are anointed. Your hands are anointed because you're called by God. These hands are going to do the normal of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We have one more night. You coming back tomorrow? Yeah. I said that super Canadian. Tomorrow, you coming back? <laughs> super sorry. <laughs> Apparently the touch of God just reverted me back to the Netherlands. Um, so... <laughs> Make sure that you're back here tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Bring somebody. It's going to be great. And then to cap off the week, we're having a baptism service Sunday. So if you would like to be baptized, please sign up. It's out on the kiosk, and we'll get in touch with you with more information. If you want more teaching, more power of God released in your life, every single weekday, we have a daily live broadcast where we just release the daily word of the Lord, and it's powerful. So you can see that at What's Right. Dot com. They'll take you to where we stream it, but 
We love you. Let the town drunks continue to drink. If you're safe to drive home, drive home. If you're not, please let us know because that's important. Don't operate heavy machinery if you're Marky. Amen. We love you. Be blessed. <laughs>